people, you can call in now. I'm sorry, the uh, phones weren't attended to, but if you want to call in at 314-566-6104 from Florida, feel free to do so so that I could grab you. We were taking a break there, and uh, so if you tried calling, it was during the break, and we're getting coffee and doing stuff like that, so, uh, you know, things like that. And so we weren't tethered to the phones. But if you want to call in now, then all, all good. 314-566-6104. I want to get some lowdown from my brothers there in Florida about how things are going uh, with the hurricane. All right. This is fascinating. And this is a great story. It appeared on Fox News. So uh, good good for them. So this woman, uh, and her name is She Van Fleet. Obviously, her last name is her, is her married name. Uh, escaped from communist China and witnessed the horrors of life under Mao Zedong, who was responsible for the deaths of millions of people, mostly by starvation. And this was in China uh, during the Cultural Revolution. And so this is a woman who lived in a state of oppression, and now sees similar proclivities in America now. Now, obviously, you can say, well, she's just, um, you know, she's just uh, pushing, holding, carrying water for Donald Trump. No, the people who lived in under tyranny and in oppression sometimes are some of the greatest Americans because they have witnessed the horrors of living in oppression. They, they know what it is and never want to do it again. The people who, last people in history who actually lived under oppression wrote our Constitution. That's, that, that's how hardcore they were in reacting to living conditions where they're living in an oppressive environment or in, uh, under a government that has its thumb on them all the time. You'll notice that some of the more active people, the people who don't put up with a whole lot of crap from anybody, are immigrants to America. Like you're not gonna you go into a quick trip type store and it's run by Asians or Bosnians or whatever else. You run in there in your hoodie and your handgun. They will beat you with a stick. There will never be anybody in those lines. They'll never go into the walk-in cooler, I guarantee you. They don't put up with it because they came all the way, struggled all the way here to America uh, and are not going to have what they fought so hard for taken away from them. And unfortunately, there are a lot of Americans who don't know about struggles like that and are more than happy to either have things taken away from them, fall under mandates, or watch other people suffer under mandates and that kind of thing. Uh, look at what's happening out there with the, the school board in L.A. Uh, these Armenians and other people who have immigrated here are marching at school board meetings and, 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 and thankfully are protected by the police, unlike some other people, uh, who will baton these Antifa crazies, uh, much to our delight. But those people aren't going to allow their kids to be groomed in their schools. 
Whereas some people who were born here and who live high on the hog don't care. They think educators run the show and they're the boss and they're the people. But 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 people who come here from other countries, I'm not talking about the people who come over here uh, across the border in members-only jackets and Louis Vuitton tennis shoes. Not those people. Those people are only going to become siphons and only going to become people with their hands out constantly because they've been told that's how our government operates which is why they're being put up in hotels while homeless veterans are getting stabbed to death on the streets because they're sleeping in boxes. So take that. I'm talking about the people who've really come over here. Anyway, long way to go for me to tell the story of She Van Fleet, who was on Fox News, and she told the story about what it's like here and warning America that, with what's happening with Donald Trump and beyond, this really reminds her of the old days during the Cultural Revolution in Chuck China. Chuck, come out yesterday. What what goes through your mind as somebody who has survived communism? Rachel, thank you for having me. I have to tell you, I'm 20, I'm uh, 64. I've experienced a lot. I lived through the most brutal communist regime in China. And I, I witness a lot. And now I will count. One of the darkest moments that I witness is the day when the former president of the United States was um, indicted and mugshot in uh, Georgia prison. I have to say, I think America is quickly becoming a communist country. And uh, our rule of law has been turned into what Marxists called proletarian dictatorship. The party in power is after its political oppositions. And it's not just the president, but uh, people uh, like activists. And they are now in jail. They are political prisons, prisoners in the free yes. country. Uh, yeah. Can, can you believe, too, that it takes somebody from a foreign country even to recognize the January 6th people as political prisoners. Obviously, there are some people in that gulag who were violent individuals and and they deserve what they get. Uh, but, but most of them there are political prisoners. And if they are not in the gulag, they've still had their lives ruined uh, by our government. But, but, but it's pretty, pretty crazy to listen to somebody who lived through that time of communist China, who who was war- she's warning us. It's like this. Now, I don't know. She might be what is she some kind of Republican Trump operative or something? I mean, you could you could dismiss her that way. I know I know most of you won't. But yeah, but I'm, I'm telling you, this is this is really uh, super scary. In power is after its political oppositions. And it's not just the president, but uh, people uh, like activists. And they are now in jail. They are political prisons, prisoners in the free yes. country uh, of United States. Yeah, it's many of them in solitary confinement. It's it's really terrible. So there's a lot of people who really don't like Donald Trump. They hate him for a lot of reasons. What's your message to them? Because they seem gleeful about this. But what's the warning to people who maybe don't like Donald Trump, would like to have him not be the next president? Why is what is happening actually bad for them, too? Who is that lady, by the way? Is it Carly something? Because she's not going to last long if Paul Ryan's watching this show. Uh, forgive me if I don't know who that is, but she's she's 
uh, boy, that's one of the few people left on Fox News still uh, talking like that in some way, shape, or form that is coherently American. Hmm. Yeah, I have a word for them. Forget about Donald Trump. What happening in America is that the party in power is abusing their power and going after any oppositions. Now it's Donald Trump. Now it's MAGA. But eventually it's everybody because communist uh, regime would not tolerate any, any uh, opposition, any dissenting voices. So it's they're coming after all of us, including those who are cheering and now for uh, Trump's indictment. Mm-hmm. And they think they are on the re- uh, winning team. They're not. We are all will become victims if we let it let them succeed. Yeah, I mean that's really. Uh, oh, that's Rachel Campos Duffy, huh? huh? I because normally when she's on the like the five or something, she doesn't sound nearly as uh, as direct. Not the five, but that other show, uh, out surrounded by women, part of the show. That one, outnumbered. Because uh, normally, I, I don't. But anyway, that's good. And again, this is a woman who doesn't seem to have any real uh, political capital in telling the story, other than warning us uh, about what what totalitarian commie governments. Act like, and a lot of you are already onto this, and you already know this. But it's really great to hear from a somebody on the outside like this who's warning us, and she's not the only one. I'm sure you've seen other people who are commenting on this. But man, you imagine these people are looking at this, going, "Wow, this is start." I left this years, a couple of decades ago, or three decades ago, or whatever, and now I'm I'm living it all over again. Thank goodness she's brave. All right. Speaking of dissenting voices, don't try to dissent over their take on that race killing in Jacksonville. We'll have that for you straight ahead. Good morning, everybody. It is Almond in the Morning, and it is Common Sense Radio. Jamie Almond here, proud to be with you and privileged to be so. And I know that you guys have been, you know, messaging me. and Come on, Allman. Uh, I know you're hitting all the political stuff and the presidential race and this nonsense in the media about the racist shooter, but I really want to know what O.J. Simpson thinks about Vivek Ramaswamy. That's what I really want to know, Allman. So why aren't you scouring the planet for some O.J. Simpson endorsements? Well, Folks, I got the message, and I did find it, because I know that's all you think about all day. It's like, I wonder what O.J. Simpson thinks about this. I wonder what O.J. Simpson thinks about, uh, well, I, I don't want to get on his bad side, because we all know what happens when you get on O.J. Simpson's bad side. So I don't want to, you know, criticize him or anything. And he comes out, and he just so happens that O.J. Simpson uh, – for some reason, turned on Meet the Press the other day. And I found myself watching Meet the Press. They had the Babak Ramaswamy on. Now, just like the um, debates, the Republican debates, I said, hey, this guy's on to something. Then he'll say something. I said, oh, my God. Uh, I attribute it to his youth, <laughs> I guess. Now, first, let me make it clear. I'm not a Republican. I'm also not a Democrat. I w- I'm a murderer. 
Oh no, never mind. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I sorry. I call myself independent, but I'm probably. I, I'm a little more uh, a libertarian, <laughs> even though I think you vote for the best person. I don't care what party they're in. And listening to this guy, I do have this book. I've only got like thirty percent into the book, but I love what he was saying in this book. I was saying it's fresh, it's new. Uh, uh, I got a little problem with his uh, foreign affairs take, you know, uh, that I, I I saw in doing the debate. O.J. Simpson is a thoughtful guy. Well, I mean, you got to be thoughtful to be able to plan the murder of your former wife and her boyfriend. But you, you do have to kind of be thoughtful about that. Man, is O.J. Simpson not the luckiest guy on the planet, though? Because remember, after he murdered his former wife and boyfriend... Uh, then he he wound up in some kind of thing in Vegas or something and uh, in some kind of hotel where he was, you know, stealing back his memorabilia or something. At, at one point, I thought uh, he was supposed to like be in prison for like 40 years or something for a gun crime and uh, and, and literally like an armed robbery. And I, how how did he get out? And and I, I really don't I, I could probably find out pretty easily by checking the interwebs, but I'm not quite sure I'm that interested. It's, you know. Uh, but he's young. Uh, I honestly think it, uh, if this guy untie that knot, that for whatever reason uh, he has that associates him with some of these other uh, Republicans, if he just untie it. Yeah. So he wants him to be more uh, independent. I don't know how you can't get more independent than Ramaswamy in that sense. I know they're going after him. Sean went after him last night over the Israel thing. And I, I completely understand Ramaswamy's perspective on Israel. I mean, so many people, I mean, these these journalists and some of these people, I'm not calling Sean this, but everybody's so nitpicky about stuff like this. You know, because because I think it was pretty clear what Ramaswamy says once he explains it. I think he said something like, you know, we don't we need to stop helping Israel. I don't think he really meant that. But I mean, but take his word for it. If he says, if you're like, no, I didn't mean that. This is what I meant. Then then what the hell? I mean, you know, he, he's not some kind of Trojan horse there. I guess he might be. And then they were trolling him over his 9-11 comments. Like anybody gives a rip about Ramaswamy's view of 9-11. Are you telling me that America, like some guy who says, I don't know, um, were there like people on the plane that were with the government or were there, were there, there if you just ask those questions how how is it that the news media just pounces on you right off the bat what are you talking about you know the story about 9-11 we heard it at the 9-11 commission saying i don't know do we really hear the full story about 9-11 i mean I'm, I'm not i'm not claiming anything here but as you guys know uh i i i still believe in the moon landing actually i told somebody that where was i um, I can't remember who I was talking to over the weekend at the bull float. And I said, I still believe in the moon land. I, I, that's the only thing I still believe in is the moon landing. And she's like, that didn't happen. That was a complete crock. That, that, that's fake too. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, you're, you're there. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm all right. 20 years ago, Ramaswamy was 18 years old. And he appeared on the Hardball Show as like a as a guy asking a question of Al Sharpton, who was running for president at the time. 
This is in 2003. This is 10 years after Al Sharpton was responsible for getting a Jewish person in Crown Heights murdered during the Crown Heights riots because Al Sharpton is a race-hustling killer is what he is. And can you believe by those by these standards, this guy made it even just 10 years later. He's on television running for president. And it just so happens an 18-year-old Vivek Ramaswamy asked the question. This week on the show, we had Senator Kerry. And this week and, and the week before, we had Senator Edwards. And my question for you is, of all the Democratic candidates out there, why should I vote for the one with the least political experience? Well, you shouldn't, because I have the most political experience. <laughs> I'm surprised Nikki Haley didn't retroactively go back in time and start screaming at Vivek on the stage there. This should have the debate. Anyway, uh, Vivek is, they're going to ask him about this, and I do, wanna, I do want to hear his answer about it. Because here he is, a guy with very little political experience, if, 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 if any, and he's running for president now. 20 years ago, he was wondering whether not being politically experienced is a bad thing. And I'd like to get his comments on that because, he, because I, hopefully he's in line with all of us, is that in my opinion, the more political experience you have, the less valuable you are to me as an American. Gone are the days when we love career politicians, or we even think of political experience being a thing. I mean, just because you're good at getting elected doesn't make you a, a more important person or a person who is going to help America, help our families, help our children, keep us out of wars, and keep the economy rolling. So that, that was the problem with that stage the other night, is that there was only one guy who actually worked for a living during his lifetime, and that was Ramaswamy. 314-566-6104. It's Common Sense Radio. The all-new 104.9. The... Good morning, everybody, and happy Tuesday to all of you. It's Almond in the Morning. It's Common Sense Radio, a half hour away from Judge Napolitano. He's going to be on with us. And I think it's safe to say that Joe Biden is a liar. And, you know, I don't really want to be harsh because I'm a lover, not a fighter, you know. But this dude is a pathological historical liar. This is all in the wake of the shooting in Jacksonville, which they claim could have been avoided had only Ron DeSantis made sure that people learned more about George Washington Carver. But we'll get to that in just a little bit. Because they're, they're blaming it on Ron DeSantis's so-called attacks on black history teaching, this racist attack. Uh, it's it's pretty rich to watch all these race hustlers out there in response to all this. We'll get to that in a few. Yesterday, Joe Biden repeated something that is completely false and, and could totally not base in any kind of fact. I do know that one of the agencies released some little memo about white supremacy, but it was all totally trumped up. 
and had no actual facts or figures attached to it. But this is what this is what Joe Biden said yesterday. To the point where the intelligence community is determined, the U.S. intelligence community is determined that domestic terrorism rooted in white supremacy is the greatest terrorist threat we face in the homeland. The greatest threat. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's completely untrue. And by the way, if I'm the Mooj watching this, I'm going, hey, Abdullah, come over here. The, the so-called commander-in-chief thinks that that uh, white dude in, 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 a, in a Klan outfit is the greatest threat. So uh, keep making your, your bomb for the airplane, buddy. Uh, we're, 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 the intelligence community uh, just came out with a report because they're apparently not watching us, Abdullah. Don't worry about it. They're, they're watching invisible white supremacists, dude. So keep, keep working on that, that bomb that we'll carry up, up on the plane. I mean, this is unbelievable. Uh, and 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 where where is there proof that the intelligence communities have determined? Are this are they, is this the same intelligence community that spied on uh, Donald J. Trump? That 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 uh, did the Russia hoax. Is this the same intelligence community that completely and totally missed ten years of plotting on the nine eleven attacks? Even after, of course, is this the same intelligence community? Like, they even bombed the World Trade Center in 1993. That should have given you, like, a pretty good indication that they had their eye on bombing the World Trade Center. But they missed it, didn't they? All the usual suspects who wound up hating Trump, you know, you, you guys know uh, Brennan and and Clapper, and these guys were all part of the intelligence community then. In fact, Brennan was the CIA regional chief when the Kobar Towers bombing happened in Kenya. Totally missed that as well. So anyway, this is the same intelligence committee now that says white supremacy is the single greatest terrorist threat this country faces, which even black people are like, that doesn't sound true. I mean, nobody of any level of intelligence really believes that. And, and mind you, there are people that don't have a level of intelligence, so they do believe it. I get it. But so anyway, Joe Biden has a history of lying about being a civil rights activist and being concerned about civil rights. This is kind of a, a mashup of um, 20 times that Joe Biden lied about being a civil rights activist. When I marched in the civil rights movement. I did not march with a 12-point program. I marched with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes. And we changed attitudes. That's a complete and total lie. He lied to voters, according to the New York Times, uh, quoting aides of, of Biden's, about having marched in the civil rights movement. I got involved in the civil rights movement. I got involved in desegregated movie theaters. They organized voter registration drives. From the time I got involved as a high school kid in the civil rights movement. But I was a kid involved in the civil rights movement, desegregating restaurants and movie theaters in my state. From the time I got involved as a kid in the civil rights movement. Sit-ins and... Desegregating restaurants. And I got involved in the civil rights movement uh, just as a kid. And that's why I got so deeply involved in my community with the civil rights movement. When I sat in black churches on the east side of Wilmington getting ready to, and by the way, next to Jewish two Jewish rabbis, uh, getting ready to go out and desegregate. Total lies. Uh, total lies. He never marched in the civil rights movement. In fact, when he was confronted about it at one point, 
He said, well, I had sympathy for it because I, I worked with a bunch of black people at the pool. You gave movie theaters in Delaware. I came out of the civil rights movement. I started off in the black churches and we'd go from there to desegregate movie theaters. For real, I got involved in the civil rights movement. Those are, those are all lies. I mean, how, how is it possible or even for that matter tolerable uh, that, that people put up with this kind of stuff? I mean, P- President Trump, I mean, he has not told one lie on, on a public stage and he's considered a threat to America. It's unbelievable. From the time I've been 18 years old, I've been involved in causes from the civil rights movement. Got involved in the civil rights movement and desegregating restaurants, that kind of thing. He, I mean, this is a lie. And, and, and yet no one, well, with the exception of Jake Tapper, who brought it up, no one has even bothered to ask him about this kind of stuff. It's really, it's really incredible. Uh, especially the reporters who are uh, trying to figure out, wondering like what kind of ice cream he likes and other things when he, when when actually he talks to reporters. But there's there's like nothing that is uh, that they're even remotely curious about. Now the civil rights movement and being involved with the Jewish community as a kid in the civil rights movement. I got involved in the civil rights movement. Get ready to go out, desegregate restaurants and movie theaters. I mean, he never did any of that. And, and, and how is it even that black people, like black activists, even tolerate this demeaning lying that's going on? Like they don't, they don't ever call him out. I'm trying to figure out, like, what is it that that Joe Biden has that keeps anybody, and I'm talking about anybody, from asking him, "Hey, how come you lied about the?" being involved in the civil rights movement. You were never involved in the civil rights movement. What got me involved in civil rights as a kid. I got very engaged, in my case, in the civil rights movement. Quote, more than once, advisors had gently reminded Mr. Biden of the problem with this formulation. He had not actually marched during the civil rights movement. And more than once, Mr. Biden assured them that he understood and kept telling the story anyway. That is really, really weird. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's coming from that's coming from Jake Tapper, and um, it's not only weird, but man, it is scary that you have a guy who has reached this level and lying so prolifically. It's pretty amazing. I mean, he's he's worse than that guy who's the uh, you know the habitual liar guy. You know, yeah, that's the ticket. And not only that, he almost did the opposite of marching in the civil rights movement. If you look at him on the on the floor of the the house back in the day when he was supporting the crime bill, we'll talk more about that in just a second. Good morning, this morning. Uh, to whom do I have the privilege of speaking? Hey, Jim. How you doing? This is Dave. How's it going today? What up, Dave? How you doing, man? Hey, I was real quick. I just want to let you know that uh, the reason they're not doing anything about Biden because he's a man. I mean, he can say the dumbest things in the world, but. I mean, as far as, you know, uh, leadership of the, uh, you know, the uh, far left, he can say the dumbest things. They got their people in power. Why would you attack a guy for being a liar, even though he is, when your man is in the in the power? The, yeah. He's, in, he's got the power. They got the power, but they don't want to mess with that. He can say all kinds of lies and say the stupidest thing on the planet. They're not going to attack him. 
Yeah, but but mostly though, it's so weird because like you and I, our daily lives, like if we knew someone like that who was was <laughs> that much of a liar, I mean, wouldn't you really, really, truly? I'm not trying to be funny here. But wouldn't you just avoid them? I mean, you wouldn't really want them around. I mean, or or, yeah, well, or you'd think it's a sign of senility. Well, that's true, and they're also not the president of the United States. Yeah, I know. I I got you there. I, I appreciate you calling the show, brother. I I, I mean, it just is, it just is incredible how this this works. Good morning, this morning. To you, whom am I speaking? How you doing? What's up? What's up? Says the old Budweiser commercial. Hi, how you doing? Who to whom am I speaking? To no one in particular. That's fine. I'll just speak to myself. So Joe Biden on the floor of the U.S. Senate. This is this is the crime bill. And listen to how he talked then and just keep on thinking about Hunter Biden. If you have a piece of crack cocaine, no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar. We passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others, a law that says you're caught with that. You go to jail for five years. You get no probation. You get nothing other than five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. Under our forfeiture statutes, you can, the government can, take everything you own. Everything from your car to your house, your bank account, not merely what they confiscate in terms of the dollars from the transaction that you've just got caught engaging in. They can take everything. I don't care why they become a sociopath. We have an obligation to cordon them off from the rest of society. They are in jail. Away from my mother, your husband, our families. Wow. And when you consider that Hunter Biden is now cordoned off actually in the White House and, and and absolutely near Joe Biden's family, I'm surprised more people are going, uh, hey, how come you were harder, for instance, on black people than you are on your drug-abusing, drug-dealing son? It doesn't make any sense, Joe. So I don't want to ask what made them do this. They must be taken off the street. Yeah, unless that street, I guess, is Pennsylvania Avenue, then then they're welcome on that street if their name is Hunter Biden. Your phone calls are welcome. And, Phil, if you want to try to call again here to tell me about what's going on in Florida, all good. 314-566-6104. Patriots. Good morning, everybody, and happy, happy Tuesday to all of you. It's Allman in the morning, and it's Common Sense Radio. Jamie Allman here, and your phone calls are welcome, 314-566-6104. So um, (laughs) the race hustlers out there think they have a solution uh, to, I guess, racist mass killings, like the one that happened in Jacksonville. As they continue, I mean, I'm talking about they're swarming Ron DeSantis over this shooting. Uh, and 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 believe me, once the hurricane happens in Florida, he'll be blamed for something in the aftermath of that. They, forget it. They're, they're, they're way past Hawaii, by the way. Can you believe that how casually everybody's talking about, well, a hundred and a thousand people are missing. It's like, 
okay, do you guys realize what you're saying there? You just told me that a thousand people are missing in Hawaii right now, in Maui. And and it's like and, and like like it's just an afterthought. A thousand people are missing. I mean, I, I hate to sound. I'm hoping I'm not sounding stupid, but why are where are they? I mean, obviously, you can be, I guess, basically incinerated to the point where you are burned so much that you become just a pile of ashes. But a thousand people that happened to. I mean, but it's it's they're just like casually mentioned hundred dead, a thousand missing. It's like that's a lot of people missing. Anyway, back to the murder. So they're 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 all over Ron DeSantis, and they and they're trying to blame DeSantis and his treat his treatment of Black history for the fact that this shooting happened, or because uh, there is violence. Uh, like this happening. And of course, I don't know how that accounts or how he turns it into an accounting of black on black crime, which is the majority of ways a black person is killed or injured or attacked in this country. It's by other black people. But I don't know how he accounts for that. But here's what Van Jones had to say, because he's brilliant after Uh, all. Debate. Uh, I was nervous. Uh, because you had Ron DeSantis up there, who has been, I think, you know, very irresponsible as a leader in stoking some of this. I don't think deliberately, but when you say you don't want any of this black history being taught, you know, it's going to, you know, stir up the stuff and it's all over. I think that sends the wrong signal. I think. All- yeah. So, so Van Jones believes that if only more people were taught about Harriet Tubman and Booker T. Washington and George Washington Carver, we wouldn't have. These racist killings like like this idiot with his manifesto would have said, oh, you know what? Darn it. Had you guys just taught me about Harriet Tubman, then I would not have gone into the dollar store and shot four people. I mean, my goodness gracious. And, and, and he didn't say anything about that in the in the manifesto. Like, hey, I was not taught about the wonderful nature of. D.W. Dubois, whatever the hell his name is, and and all these people, and I, I, you know, and for that reason, I'm going to wander into a dollar store and shoot people because they're black. I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, and, and and every single network is trying. And and by the way, this came in the aftermath of DeSantis being booed by these idiots at a vigil, as if this is this could be tr- attributed in any way, shape, or form to. To Ron DeSantis, but here's the thing, because Ron DeSantis is white, he is being targeted by these activists, and white and a Republican, and this is another example, for instance, that woman from China is describing this totalitarian government where you're picking out people who you're going to specifically persecute in order to retrain them and correct their behavior or, or embarrass them as a means of t- using them as an example for others. That's what these people do. In order to quiet everybody else, they will, they will use it as an example to, to, to make sure other people don't try the same thing that Ron DeSantis did. And I still don't actually know what he did. And so, but, this, but, that, but that doesn't matter. They'll just make it up. Speaking of school, so there, there is uh, now the wheel of privilege that they're using in the schools to identify privileged people. This is what this is what 
it, kids are being taught. I'm not, I'm telling you, do you have a wheel of privilege in, in your kid's school? I, I know mine do not, my kids do not have a wheel of privilege in their schools. But you might, I'd ask if you have the chance. So the wheel of privilege basically splits everyone into buckets of power or marginalize. So if you look at the wheel of privilege and, and see it, it tells children that they, if they are white or male or cis, which I still don't understand what that is, or Christian or European, or they speak English or live in an urban city, they are considered to be privileged people. So it doesn't matter. As long as you're white uh, and if you're Christian uh, or if you are of European descent or what have you, or if you speak English, children are being taught that you're automatically considered to be privileged according to the wheel of privileged, of, of privilege. And, and it's so busy, and I look at the wheel, there's so many different configurations, but the message is very clear. And the same thing with critical race theory is they are telling white kids that they are ancestrally guilty, right? That, that's, what that, that, that's what they're telling white kids about ancestral guilt, which I don't have the burden of having any ancestral guilt, so I don't care what you say about slavery or anything else. I'm not paying you anything in reparations. I don't owe you anything, and my kids don't owe you anything and never will. So I don't suffer from that, but that's what kid, But that's one of the reasons why they're going into schools to make sure that you white kids learn to bow down to the race hustlers and the other people who are just using their race to advance themselves for really no reason except that uh, they're not white. And then they're teaching black kids that they're victims. That's your critical race theory for you, and... They're using the wheel of privilege to help teach that. Look out for the wheel of privilege in your schools, people. Judge Napolitano straight ahead.